0: Welcome back to the I Am Virago podcast, where we get real about the struggle, drop the occasional F-bomb, and hear how amazing Virago women imperfectly navigate the world around them. Today's guest, Shelley LeBeau, loves her life, all the little things in life. She and her husband have decided to embrace uncertainty, follow their hearts, and become travel nurses over the next year. Hear how she is practicing bravery every day in a very uncertain world. So grab that cup of ambition and let's get started.
1: Hi, my name is Shelley. To pay the bills, I'm a nurse. I'm passionate about my life in general.
0: that That's the first time I've heard that one. Tell me more about that.
1: I mean, I feel like I really love my job. I love being a caregiver, but I kind of love my life more. It's like all the opportunities I get because I am a nurse. I only work three days a week. My husband's a nurse. He only works three days a week. It's like we're just sort of busy enjoying ourselves. We love to cook. We love to hang out. We have two cats. Just all the little things in life are kind of, it's like, Those are the things I just love to do. I love reading. It's no specific thing. We're kind of trying to get into hiking, but it's like any kind of thing that brings a bit of joy to my life is pretty much what I'm passionate about. It
0: kind of sounds like you've found the magic formula.
1: (laughs) I don't know about a magic formula. My life looks really different than I thought it would ever look, but I'm happier than I ever thought I would ever be.
0: Wow. So um, in this podcast, you know, we're featuring people who are doing women who are doing amazing things in the world and not doing them totally perfectly, although you sound like you're pretty close to perfect. Uh, Can you talk about one recent professional or personal win? So at work, I really wanted to
1: mix it up. I really wanted um, to leave like my staff nursing job at a hospital and be a travel nurse. And I have pretty high anxiety, so it was, like, scary, the idea of, like, let's just try this and wait, because it's a lot of waiting and travel nursing, but we decided to go for it at the end of August, so that's kind of what we're in now, is, like, waiting to see where we're going to be in October. We took September off to try to get a job, and so I'm really excited, but I'm really Scared. I mean, the idea of not having any income for I don't know two months is like kind of freaking me out. But at the same time, I feel like it's what I've wanted to do for a couple years, and so I'm I'm excited to go for it. And I'm just really hoping it's going to work out. But I'm feeling pretty brave about it.
0: Wow! So you've quit your job at a hospital, and in partnership with your husband, you guys are joining together and going to go be travel nurses, and you don't know where yet. We don't know where yet. So that's really scary. All our stuff's in storage. We're like staying at my mom's house.
1: I'm driving her crazy. And we are like waiting to see where we're going to go. We have no idea where we're going to go. So we can't really plan where we're going to live. So yeah, I mean, California looks like it, but California is a big old state. So
0: Wow. And how long do you plan on doing the travel nursing thing?
1: So for sure, we wanted
0: to commit to a
1: year of travel nursing. And it usually, um, it goes in like three month contracts. So it'd be like, you know, do four contracts, do it for a year, see how you feel. But if we, if we'd love it, then we would want to do it for maybe two years. And if we don't love it, then we'll probably, you know, find a place in Washington State to live. Not Seattle, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. um, because it's just so dang expensive. But mm-hmm. um, we find a place in Washington State, maybe Olympia, and then get jobs like there, I guess. I mean, I don't know. We really haven't gotten there yet. We haven't even thought about that yet.
0: That's so wonderful, though, that, that you're leaving it open. And yeah, that is definitely a brave thing. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> so um, as, as listeners of this podcast know, uh, when things go really well, I love to bring it down. So uh, can you describe one recent professional or personal struggle?
1: Um, so the hospital I was working at was really at the end, probably the last year, was a really hard place for me to be. Um, my manager was definitely like not a fan of me. And I had to kind of suck it up and finish the year just so that I could leave and go do my travel thing. I was dragging my feet about getting a job at another hospital. And when I look back on it, in hindsight, I think I absolutely should have jumped ship. I should have gotten a job at another hospital just for a year. So that was really um, like a really hard lesson to learn. But it taught me like when it's time to go, you know it's time to go and you got to go. Like you got to be brave in the moment. Sometimes you shouldn't suck things up and wait it out. So
0: what do you think
1: kept you there? I think it was like completely a fear-based reaction. You know, I'm 38. I'm going to be 39 in November. Probably the older I get, the more I realize that I have made a lot of decisions in my life based on fear. And I I don't want to anymore.
0: Amen. Yes. Absolutely. If we could all live our lives not coming from a place of fear, but a place of hope and curiosity, what would the world be like? I mean, fair enough, it's hard. Sometimes it feels easier to
1: like make a fearful decision because you kind of think you know what's going to happen if, if you do this. But often what happens is so much worse than if you had just risked it, you know mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like it's really worth it to risk it, I think.
0: Well, it sounds like you're putting that in practice with this travel nursing adventure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty scared. But yeah, I'm going for it. I mean, I definitely had like a little meltdown over the weekend. Like maybe we should just move to London and get jobs, you know. <laughs> 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 My husband's like, we're not there yet. Don't know. like it's been two weeks. Like, <laughs> stop being crazy. <laughs> like, Okay, okay. But I mean, definitely, you know, I'm like, we need money and we need to live. And
0: it's like all that stuff, you know, that scares me, you know. Yeah, of course. So, as you're going through this roller coaster of emotions and being brave, what is one area in your life that you'd really like to improve? We're staying with my mom right now, and I've realized that, like, my mom is a really great lady, and when we
1: don't live together, we get along really well. But when we have now been living together for two weeks, I realize, like, you know, all the, there's all this regression that happens, like, for me, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm better than that. Like, I can work on that. So I've been thinking about stuff like that, like really letting go of like childhood hurts and really letting go of this weird expectation that people are going to be the way you want them to be or something. Mm -hmm. So that's really right now what I'm working on. How,
0: how, how are you going about letting those things go? What are you doing for yourself? Well, I mean, I'm like probably
1: at this point getting like super for real with myself about it. Like, it's not just, you know, my mom's stuff. It's like, oh, this is my stuff. And so really trying to be conscious of that. And then of course, just trying to be like respectful. And then it it kind of bleeds out into the rest of my life. Like people are doing what they're doing, you know, and I need to be doing what I'm doing and not as a reaction to what, you know, is happening necessarily within reason, of course, you know, but... I need to be more like a proactive kind of person or like, okay, this is how I feel about this and this is what I'm working on. I've been journaling a little, like, what's going on for me? Why am I, you know, flipping out right now about something so small and silly? And, you know, because there's always like another reason you're flipping out about something small and silly. It's not usually the small and silly thing. Yeah. So just really trying to figure out like what's going on for me, how I'm actually really feeling about it, what triggers are happening. And then kind of consciously moving forward, like, okay, there's that. And, you know, this is how I would like to proceed. But not allowing myself to be really unconscious about the process is really pretty much what I'm working on right now. It's a lot of self reflection. Yeah, which is, which is like, painful and embarrassing but it hopefully (laughs) makes you a better
0: person wait you mean it's not it's it's gonna
1: make me a better person (laughs) it's not
0: super easy to reflect on behaviors that make you cringe yeah yeah (laughs) I
1: mean imagine you seem like a total fucker right now (laughs) you don't love that (laughs) definitely as a reflection as a mirror like my husband's like hey listen that was like all you being real crazy and it's like oh yikes you know but He's the person that knows me the best and he doesn't necessarily hold it against me or anything crazy. So it's like, and then I can move forward from that. Like, okay, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? What am
0: I getting out of this? What do I think I'm getting out of this? You know? Mm-hmm. It's great that you have a partner that you can trust and reflect with. And who can see you at your worst and be there to be a reflection and a sounding board for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm really, really lucky with him. I um, was married before Andy and it was like a terrible situation. And so I definitely don't take him for granted or don't take this relationship for granted. But um, having a good partner, like it does make life easier and better. It really does.
0: That's so sweet. Um, So what advice? I mean, you're going on this adventure and you're doing it despite the fact that you're scared. Um, What advice do you have for young women starting out in their careers?
1: I think to be brave,
0: even when you're scared is really
1: important. And then also just on a really practical, practical level, I feel like I've been able to do what I want to do in my life because I did not have children too early. So I sometimes do tell people, and maybe it's not the right advice, like try to have an idea about your life. Try to have the experience of your life, like happening the way you want it before you bring another human onto the planet. Mm -hmm. Because I think From what I have observed and what my sister tells me and my mom tells me, like, once you have kids, the game is totally different and it's not just your game. So, I mean, I I feel like I do whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want, because I don't have children. I always thought I'd have children. and I I still might in terms of like fostering or adopting, but I don't have children and that has kind of made my life my life. Mm. And I think if I'd had children when I was 20, which I really desperately wanted, I don't really know what my life would look like. Mm-hmm. But I would just tell people make sure you kind of have an idea about what you want and where you're going before you introduce children to your life.
0: Yeah. It's huge. I was very lucky in my life that I had two role models uh, in my life that were childless and very happy. And they showed me a path that that was possible and okay. And I, it's been surprising as I've gotten older how many people are surprised and like, oh, you're not having children. Like, no.
1: Right. Yeah. But if you're happily married, not having children, it's almost like this very, you know, strange thing still, which is really funny and weird. That, because nobody ever asked my husband if he's going to have kids. But people ask me all the time if we're going to have
0: kids. Mm-hmm. And and we're not, you know, we're not. And and has that been a conscious choice for you too? Have you discussed it? It's definitely been a conscious choice. We discussed it. I mean, when we had first got
1: together, I mean, I always thought I'd be a mom. Like I always wanted children. I mean, I, I think kids are amazing. I think being a mom has to be amazing because that's what all the moms say, you know? And I wanted it really desperately, probably 20 20 to 35. But my husband and I married a little later, met a little later. We wanted a little time to be married. And then when it was sort of time, like, okay, are we going to do this? Because you know, I'm 38, about to be 39. I really in my heart didn't feel like that is what I was supposed to do. And he was okay with that
0: either way. So we just said, okay, well, I think we're not going to have kids. So we talked a little bit earlier at the beginning about the fact that you're very passionate about your life. We read these self-help books. You know, take time. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the things that make it beautiful. Can you tell me a little more about how you're doing that? Well, I mean, I think first it's that I have the time to do it. So... To
1: a degree, it's like, well, I've sort of set it up so that I have a little bit of time for myself. Mm-hmm. And then with that said, I'm also really terrible at relaxing. And so, I mean, I'm definitely a person who's going to like run around and keep myself busy and then, and then realize like, what am I doing? Wait, I just need to sit down and read this book or take a nap or like have a laugh. So even with the time I have to do it, it's like I still mess it up. But I'm consciously trying to enjoy it. And I think life in general is mostly all like the little things. It's like the everyday. It's not like the big trip or the big whatever. It's like all the little things add up to like magic. And I'm trying to keep that in mind and I'm trying to enjoy it, you know. Um, Like my work, I see a lot of people who are, you know, really sick or they have terrible things happening in their life, you know. And a lot of times, half the time, probably humans, we bring it on ourselves. But the other half of the time, it truly is bad luck. And it's like I try to just appreciate like the fact that, My body works and I can walk and, you know, I can eat. And like, cause there's a lot of stuff going on that people can't do that stuff. And I want to enjoy every minute of it. I want to appreciate it.
0: It sounds like your work as a registered nurse has really helped show you how fragile life is. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything can happen at any time and
1: only plan so much and you can only be so careful and then you just leave it up to fate or whatever. I mean, I don't even know if I believe in fate, but whatever's happening, it's like we don't get to control everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's also like the news, you know, I look at news about Syria. It's like any of us could have just by chance been born in Syria. You know, your life would be totally different. Having electricity and running water is like amazing. It's a gift.
0: Yeah, that we forget a lot the luxuries that we have. You know, taking some time to reflect on the blessings that we have. Is important.
1: Well, yeah, and everything's relative for sure. So I don't think people like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like when we forget about how nice and comfortable we are, it's like we shouldn't feel bad about it. But I just try to remember it because it's so easy to like want more or think you need more or like the grass is greener. Probably my entire 20s, I suffered from the grass is greener syndrome. If I just had this, my, I would be happy. If I just did this, I would be happy. If this, I'd be happy. It was always like something outside my reach. Oh, then I'm going to be happy and then in my 30s, it's like I actually got happy. You know, I became a nurse. I had some money, right? And, mm-hmm. and you know, guess what? I was still prone to depression, prone to anxiety. Like, nothing's ever perfect. Like, to a degree, what you have doesn't matter because joy has to be found with what you have, not all the stuff you can have or could get or some dream, you know, over that rainbow, I'm going to do this. You know, it's like it's not real.
0: Jelly, you, seriously, I think you have it all figured out. Oh, shit. <laughs> no it's just it's uh, wiser words you're sweet to me <laughs> uh, um so shelly uh, i have uh an opinion i have many opinions about this <laughs> i love it uh but what what makes you a virago i have decided it's more important for
1: me to like myself than for other people to like me and that was years of therapy helped me get there but i think for me that's it like I can't I can't hinge my self-worth on, on how other people think about me or what other people think or if they think it's acceptable or if I'm pretty enough or thin enough. It's like that is a never-ending cycle of misery, and I've just kind of, I guess, at this point opted out.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right, so we are coming towards the end okay. of the interview, and uh, this is a question I like to ask uh, my guests and take all the time you need to consider what you might want to say. Uh, but what question do you wish I would have asked that I didn't? Oh gosh, you have such good questions. Let me think. Maybe, oh, why nursing? Oh, hey Shelly,
1: why nursing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then why nursing is kind of I went to school originally to be a librarian. I got a bachelor's degree in that. I was going to start a master's degree at UW and I woke up one night at like five in the morning. I woke up or early in the morning then. And I had had this bizarre, crazy dream about being a nurse. And I just knew I was supposed to be a nurse. And I remember when I told my family, they're like, you've never even been in a hospital. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I was like, I don't know, but I think in my heart, I'm supposed to be a nurse. And, um, I became a nurse assistant, and I fricking loved it, which is crazy because I really hadn't been in a hospital until I was a nurse assistant, and I was scared of sick people and scared of hospitals. But I felt like I'm supposed to take care of people. You know, that's what I'm supposed to do, and it. It made me feel like I was doing something meaningful. Librarianism, of course, is wonderful. I mean, my dream when I was little was to be a librarian. The library continues to be my favorite place. But yeah, like a dream led me to nursing, which sounds super kooky hippie. But I tell people that, like, you got to go with your gut, like whatever it's telling you, even if it's crazy, do it.
0: Wow. Wow. And you have no idea where this came from.
1: No, I have no idea. I've never even had another dream where I woke up like knowing something like that. It was crazy. I was twenty seven. I was like devastated to start over and get another bachelor's degree. I was like, I'm going to be so old. <laughs> I remember my dad told me, "Well, you know, you're going to be old anyway. You might as well do what you want." I was like, "Uh, thing," <laughs> but he was like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it was it was uh, it was accurate advice it was it was accurate
1: it was it was <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. and do you don't let your age hold you up you know oh yeah yeah well and I know some nurses uh have uh, specialties or lean in one direction or another do you do you have a specialty
1: so I've been working as a float pool nurse, which means I go to like all the different units and I kind of love that. I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily a specialty, but um, generally nurses hate to float because they want to kind of know what they're getting when they go to work because mm. it's already so hard and you don't necessarily know what you're getting, but you want to know what unit am I on? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so for me, kind of the joy is to show up and they tell me, you know, yo, you're going to go here tonight. Oh, and tomorrow you're going to go there. And like, I find out where I'm going when I show up and then sometimes in the middle of the shift, they'll tell me to go somewhere else. So I love bumping around, um, but I've been thinking that I, I might try out ICU and really figure out what I what I want to do like long-term if it's not float pool.
0: Mm, what
1: draws you to the ICU? You know, it's just so intense and everything is so like very clear learning, very clear explanation of, of why we're doing this and what we're doing this for. And I feel like it would just improve my knowledge base in general. Like I would be such a much more like, experienced, knowledgeable nurse and then if I wanted to go back to Folk I could do it but I, I feel like I kind of want to get to the top of whatever I can get to in nursing and then figure out where I want to go and the ICU is kind of like the big guns of nursing.
0: I have a prediction. Oh, okay. Uh, my prediction is that you'll be running uh, running a, a giant hospital someday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm cut out for that but thank you for that prediction. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll check back in with you in a while and we'll We'll see uh, if that has turned out. Uh, so, Shelley, thank you so much for your time. I am, oh gosh, of course. I'm so inspired by what you're doing and going off and traveling and having this adventure, and also the fact that you you take care of people. You are an amazing woman. You are virago, and I'm I'm honored to know you. Thank you, Janice. Thanks for letting me be on your podcast. This is cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, That's it. And um, maybe we can check in with you um, in a while and see how the travels have gone.
1: Okay. That's awesome. That's a deal. Okay. Okay. Bye, you
0: guys. (laughs) Bye. Thank you, my Viragos, for listening to the I Am Virago podcast. Check out new episodes every Tuesday. If you have ideas or suggestions of who you'd like to hear from on this podcast, go to imvirago.com slash podcast and leave a message. And remember, you are a Virago.